This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wild. Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or right. or like in, in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out, and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Hey there, it's Nick. And it's Leah. So we're doing another live show. Where you raised by wolves live. And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets. Join us. Hey, it's Nick Layton. And I'm Leah Bonima. And we're in New York today. And we had so many questions that came in on our website and on our voicemail that we thought we'd do a little bonus episode. And I'm thinking of calling it like casual canapes or... They're like hors d'oeuvres because they're like nibbles to tide you over. Our canapé is ever casual. You know what I mean? Just the word <laughs> itself feels. What? Is it the accent? It's uh, the accent. I guess it's igu. Yeah. the It's a line. And as soon as we add a line, it's no longer casual. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Valid. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So what is more casual than a canapé? I like a doggy bag. Oh, it's like I ordered too much for my meal at dinner, and so I'm taking it home. Or not even too much. Instead, it was so wonderful and abundant that I get to keep some with me for later. Is that how doggy bags work? Yes. Okay. So our first question comes from Jillian in New Orleans, and she just wants to know, is it okay to listen to music or podcasts on your phone on speaker in public? And she says, I've come across this numerous times, and I say no. Could you back me up? Yes. Absolutely, we back you up. Like Jillian, I, with all due respect, why is this even a question? I think Jillian just needs to vent because it's so upsetting when it's happening and you have nowhere to put it. So I appreciate that she was like, I got to reach out to people and be like, hey, this is crazy, right? Because it is crazy. She just wants to be validated. I actually, a pilot I wrote recently... That okay. was you know in the Atlanta Women's Film Festival, oh, nominated right. for Best Screenplay. Mm -hmm. The opening scene is a woman talking on speakerphone in a therapist's office, and it throws this other woman into a murderous rage. Oh, okay. And she starts killing people because of this lady on speakerphone. Okay. Um, I'm intrigued to learn more and uh, whether or not this is art imitating life or not. It's so, it is so rude to listen it to is. something. But I was thinking about this. Why do people do it? Like, I often think that etiquette uh, problems are not coming from a bad place. I'm not being obnoxious out of malice. I'm doing it because I'm oblivious. But it feels like when you do this, you get so many just stares from people who are annoyed by you. Like, at some point, do you not realize that everyone hates this? I like to believe that people, as you're saying, are coming out of like, oh, I didn't know. But there is a point where it's like, how do you not know there are other people yeah. in the same vicinity as you? that don't want to have to listen to your stuff. Yeah. At what point does, oh, I didn't know become, oh, I don't care. 
And yeah. that's when it's very rude. Yeah, it is rude. Okay, so Jillian, uh, it is rude. And uh, we fully support you. Fully support you. We got a voicemail. Let's play that now. Hi there. I was just calling in with a question about being professionally ghosted. I work in the entertainment industry and... Obviously, you reach out to a lot of people, you hear a lot of no's, but I've run into this problem where it's people that I've been working with, we've already met for coffee, they've been professors, or we've had projects that we've already physically met in person for, and, you know, I'll follow up via email or, or check in after a couple months, and I'll, I'll just never hear anything back. And I guess this is sort of a common etiquette problem that a lot of people seem to have these days at work in different professions, but... Is there a solution to this problem? I don't know that I can make people respond to me, but perhaps there's something that I could do. Thanks for your advice, guys. So is this just unique to the entertainment industry, I guess, is the first question. I don't know. I'm not in any other industry. (laughs) Okay. Do you experience this? Yeah, I feel like people drop off, but also I feel like there's two sides of this. Okay. People drop off and that's, it is a very hard thing to accept about this industry that people are just like, oh, I'm I'm done responding, Um, even though we were in the middle of something. And then there's the other thing where people just expect you to just keep emailing and it's not personal. They're busy. And so you just let them know, hey, I'm doing this now. Hey, I'm doing this now. And they don't need to respond. Right. Yeah. I mean, floating to the top of somebody's inbox is sometimes sort of necessary if they're totally busy. I guess the tone of this voicemail is more like this feels personal. Right. And I guess maybe it is. Maybe this is personal. Right. We and can't tell. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I certainly have plenty of people that don't respond to me. Uh, and that's just like the nature of business. And if you're out there and you haven't responded to my email, I would appreciate a response. Thank you. I guess the trick is just like, what do you do about this? Right. Is really, I guess, what this caller wants to know. I am a big fan of the just send the same email again. Not a passive aggressive like, hey, checking in, see below, but just resending the entire email. Okay. As like a fresh thing. Like, oh, you didn't see it because it went through your spam folder. Sometimes I think that works depending on what it is. Sometimes you just have to accept that like this is over. Right. And this is just what it is. Because you also don't want to be annoying. Yeah. And like, where is that line between like, Following up, persistent, and now you're just being annoying. Right. Because I don't think you'll ever get an email back from somebody saying like, uh, please stop. Right. If you do that, then it's probably borderline illegal the way you're following them. (laughs) Right. Hey, uh, I heard my phone ring. I didn't know if you called. Uh, (laughs) Just uh, call me back. Okay, thanks. Was that you? So professional ghosting. So what are things this person can do? I would just keep emailing in a way that's like friendly as if nothing bad happened and you're just continuing to update. Oh, hey, here's this new thing. Because people always say email me at least once a month. Let me know what's going on. So a seasonal check-in. A seasonal check-in and not in a way that shows that you're upset, just that you assume that they're paying attention and we're moving forward. Also, I find when sending professional email, it is good to include a prompt, a reason for this person to respond. Because if it's just sort of an FYI type email, then yeah, you're not going to get a response. Right. But if it's a, hey, are you interested in doing a coffee meeting with me on Thursday at 2 p.m.? and they don't respond to that, well, then okay. Right, then it's message received. And then I guess also I like to set apart the ask in the email in a separate paragraph. So it's like, hey, something, something, new paragraph, are you free for coffee on Thursday at 2 p.m.? new paragraph. So that visually, when you're looking at this email, it is very clear this short ask that is sort of highlighted. Yes. Because I have to like dig through a paragraph to find out like, what are you asking me? Yes. Less information if there's a question that needs to be responded to. Also, I do feel like a thing I've had to accept about this business is you could be down. It could be between you and one other person to get the lead role in blankety blank blank. And then you don't get it. 
nobody's going to tell you. You're just going to see the show with that other person. Like that's just a part of this job. You know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, I, I didn't hear back. I guess they moved forward. Yeah. Not hearing back is definitely your answer. It's, it's yeah. hard. And I think we all find a way to deal with it. And we're like, why can't we be in a business where people are like, hey, appreciate your time. Thanks for coming out. It's just not that way. So sorry being professionally ghosted, but we got back to you. So I think you're fantastic. And I would hang in there. You're a good person. Someone's going to respond. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So on your recommendation, Leah, I started watching Happy Valley. Yes. And now you see how the title is ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also, so much is going on in this town. So much is going on. We already, we start at a 10. And then we keep going up. But I will say the lead, she is so good. She's unbelievable. Why are they better actors over there? She is incredible. Yeah. And just, yeah, the way the storytelling is done and the way it's shot, like, oh, it it, it got me. It got me. I'm in. I'm I'm so glad. I knew you would love it. I was like, this is great storytelling, great acting. Also, I sweat. I break a full sweat in that show. So you out there, check that out and check out all the stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. I am loving getting to pick my Books of the Months. Is that the appropriate way to pluralize it? I'm loving getting my books of the month, but for multiple months now. So books of the months. Yeah. Oh, it's so easy to order. It's super convenient. Their selection is wonderful. And this month I picked The Ministry of Time, which sounds wild. It is about a civil servant who's helping to manage some government program where time travelers from other eras like come to help with something. And then they apparently fall in love. What? So like this guy from the 1800s is like, what's Spotify? And then like, you know, love happens. So I cannot wait to receive this. (laughs) You know, love happens. And you out there, you're going (laughs) to love Book of the Month. So you can get your first book for just $5 with code PEDALS. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS to get your first book for just $5. So we got an email from a teacher at an elementary school that has something called Windsuit Wednesdays. Woo! In which teachers are allowed to wear a school-selected athletic jacket and matching bottoms. And our writer says that she hates the fabric and finds it unprofessional. Plus, it costs around $60, which she doesn't want to spend. And she wants to know, is she being rude by not joining in on this day of casual wear? Now, you, Leah, love a windsuit. I love a windsuit. So there is no better expert on windsuit Wednesdays than Leah Bonima. I honestly am honored that you would say that. Yeah, Google Leah Bonima. <laughs> you will see some windsuits. Lots of, oh, I hope we get to get sponsored. So but what I, do you feel uh, about Windsuit Wednesday? I had many feelings on this. The I'm not going to say her name in case her friends listen in. Mm-hmm. And they, but Because um, also, how many elementary schools have Windsuit Wednesdays? Wednesday, so I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to call her Marsha. Uh-huh. So my takeaway from this is Marsha's feeling that she really doesn't want to have to do it and then having to give reasons why she doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I am somebody who does that when I want to be polite to people and I'm afraid of, but deep inside, you know, when she's like, I don't like the texture, like she's giving us expense, all the reasons don't do it. You, A, the idea that teachers have to pay for their own stuff. She's probably buying supplies for her classroom. You know what I mean? They're underpaid. The idea that you would have to do another thing is ridiculous. That is true. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I understand the feeling like you should or have to. So maybe you can like think of a fun way. I don't know how to make yourself feel better, except give yourself permission to not wear a windsuit that doesn't ring your chimes. You know what I mean? That you have to pay for yourself. So I actually think the dollar amount thing is irrelevant because I think the decision to wear the windsuit or not wear the windsuit, it's really about the shame of not wearing it from other people for her. Like, that's what she's concerned about. She's using the cost as an excuse. If she wanted to wear the windsuit, like, the cost is not a problem. Well, That just I mean, seems like icing for her. But I think the solution to this is to wear the school colors in the fabric of your choice. So on Windsuit Wednesdays, wear, you know, gold and blue in whatever cashmere you like. So that you can have school spirit, just not in windsuit form. I love that you said cashmere. How do you say it? <laughs> no, that, that that would be your, you know, your option. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I mean, do you want a, a, a lame? <laughs> do you want uh, some chiffon? Yeah. Yeah. What, what fabric? Um, I'm going to wear polyester. Okay. But um, I mean, you could even get like a cute barrette. Okay. I feel like you need a little more school spirit than that. But why are they being forced? It feels optional, but non-optional. Yeah, of course it is. Like, but I think that's yeah. rude. Yeah. Especially if it's not. I think my issue is with the school system. That thing's Windsuit Wednesday is actually a great idea. I mean, I love windsuits, but you want to love them. If you don't love it, also, teachers already have to do enough. They're already doing enough, you know? Yeah, isn't like buying hundreds of dollars in pencils enough school spirit? Yeah, now you have to wear an outfit where you match other people? It seems wild. So for Marsha, I think you have our permission to not participate if you don't want and to give no excuse for it. I think that's also the trick. She doesn't have to explain why. Yeah, that's so true. Don't start explaining. It's a losing battle. Because if she says like, oh, I don't want to spend the $60, then someone is going to just give her a windsuit. Yeah. And be like, oh, I bought you one. And now what have we done? I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, yeah. don't start explaining. Do not explain yourself. But as a Even lover- though that's very hard. As a lover of windsuits though- do you feel like maybe she should come around on this? No, because she clearly doesn't like it. I mean, do you learn to love windsuits? Yeah, but it's possible that it's just this windsuit is like butt ugly. Uh, I see. What if this, you know, there are some windsuits that you're like, absolutely not. I don't know. Oh, some of them pull in the wrong places. How is um, that possible? Isn't oh, they it just, a sack? No, but it's some of them just pull on like the hip to the crotch or it's a non-breathable material. And maybe she has like a... You know what I mean? Some people have sensitive skin and a non-breathable material all day. No, thank you. You know, it depends on the windsuit. I mean, when I said you're an expert on windsuits, <laughs> Some I really, really don't breathe or they make a noise that makes you very aware. Mm. It's got to be a it's no way to live. Yeah. You got to find the windsuit that's for you. Um, here's a question from Leah. So what you may not know is that all day long, Leah's like texting me from just things that happened in her day. She's like, oh, here's the something that happened to me. And we have a lot left to go over, let me tell you. Oh yeah, we will never run out. Thank God. And so the one we're going to tackle today is, what do you do when someone has a boogie on their face and is talking to you? So I guess you don't know the answer, which is why you texted me this. No, I do know the answer. Let me say this. I know the answer with certain people. I see. Like if it was a friend, I would of course be like, hey, boogie. Mm -hmm. But what about those people that are in between friend and work person? So cashier at CVS, let it go. I'm going to let that go. Yeah. Your boss at the office. I would let that go too. You would let that go. Well, I also wouldn't have a boss at the office. I mean, come on. Touche. I think boss at the office, you say something. I think if you know who they are and you are encountering them for more than a passing greeting, it's not like, 
Oh, we're walking in the hallway. Hey, how was your weekend? Oh, great. See you later. If it's more than that interaction, I think you have to say something. Well, are they on their way to a meeting? I would, but how would you say it? What do you mean if they're off to a meeting? Then I would mean like, oh, your face is important right now. Your face is always important. Well, if they're going into their office, I assume they're going to catch it. Why would you assume them? They already went through their day thus far and to the point where they encountered you. What? would you say to your boss? So I think the key is to be real cool, not a big deal, FYI. Like, oh, you have something on your nose. I don't think we identify the actual object. Yes, never identify. Just something. There's a something on your face. Right. And similarly, like if you have spinach in your teeth, I think mm-hmm. this is the same rule, right? Yes. Yeah. Anytime there's a foreign object on your face. Yeah. What about elsewhere on the body? Does it make a difference? Where are they? How are they seeing this on my body? Well, like if you had some lint on your sweater, I'm not quite sure what you're thinking. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. If you had like a little uh, lint on your sweater. Oh, yeah. I think no problem on that. Okay. But uh, you should, under no circumstances should you touch someone to take it off them. Right. I did that once. You did that? I've stopped myself. What do you mean you did? What? Sometimes I'll be like, and I'll be like, oh, that's you. You know, you have a little lint. Uh, boundaries. I know. Okay. So that's wrong. No, but I know these people. It's not like I'm doing that, it to a stranger. I mean. This girl recently reached over to tuck my tag back in and I didn't know what was happening. Uh, that's not a, that's, mm. I was thrown off. So I just hugged her. So wait, a perfect stranger or not somebody you knew? a perfect stranger, but almost. Yeah. Don't do that. If someone's tag is out, <laughs> you can let them know. I didn't know what was happening. I just hugged her. It was well, sick. cause also it's somebody coming up from behind you, touching you. Like that's not what we want. I know. It's so weird. I mean, is this a New York City thing where we're just worried about being attacked at all times? I just went in for like a full body hug. It was like the weirdest thing I've ever done. Uh, Not so the weirdest thing I've ever done by a long shot. I was going to say, I think you... Doesn't even register, but... But you turned the tag tucking into a more awkward situation <laughs> yes. by spinning around and now it's a hug. Yep. Oh, well, that's all sorts of awkwardness. Our next question, is it bad manners to put salt and pepper on food without tasting the food first? Yes. Yes, it is. What, you have a counterpoint to this? Yeah. Okay. I think it's different with salt than it is with pepper. Oh, what? Yeah, because people are always like, do you want fresh pepper? So what if you're a person who just loves pepper on everything? People just put pepper. Salt is different. You're implying that people's food is bland. (laughs) So I think there is a difference between restaurant and home. So I think in a home situation, the offense to your host is greater than in a restaurant. So I think it is slightly different. But I think in a restaurant, how do you know how salty it is? You don't know until you taste it. I don't ever put salt on food, so I don't even... You like it bland. I don't like it bland, but I don't On an airplane, salt. you're going for the bland meal. I haven't had a meal on an airplane since 1965. Okay. <laughs> Brana. Oh, <laughs> miss those days. So you think pepper fine. Just pepper it up. Everything needs pepper. Some people love... My dad carries pepper. Like it's hot sauce? Yeah. He's got backup pepper in his truck. Does he have like a, a long yes. pepper? What? That's... Yeah, he's a pepper grinder. He's a... Loves pepper. Telecherry, pink pepper, white pepper. Just like the... Regular old... A regular pepper grinder. Okay. BYOP. Yep. <laughs> BYOP. Okay. So he, he is into really into pepper. Loves it. So I feel like your opinion about pepper is tainted by your family upbringing. Yeah. So I don't know if you're really somebody to talk to about this question. <laughs> I think maybe you kind of are biased. But that's why I wouldn't take it personally because I understand some people just love pepper. But definitely if you salt your food before you taste it, that is rude. That is definitively rude. Yeah. And I actually think if you were at a dinner party and you salt your food, even if it needs it, I think you would want to think twice before you do it, knowing that as soon as you add salt to the food, you are going to be catching the host's eye. You're making a comment. So you may want to just tough it out. 
and not salt your food and just never return for a dinner party in the future. Or like let them know why you're salting because maybe you're trying to hold more liquids in your body. <laughs> um, you're like, I'm just not feeling bloated enough. <laughs> so you know that I just have been on a liquid diet and I'm trying to hold extra. So I have to salt things, but it's nothing to do with you. Yeah, unless the host does it first. The host starts salting their food first, then I guess you can. Although why would they do that? Or they could say, hey, I don't use salt. Uh, so if you are a salt person, feel free. If you are invited in those terms, then that's fine. I think that would be an insane thing for a host to say. <laughs> but yes, that would be fine. Well, you're just giving people permission to be themselves. Okay, so we have a difference in opinion. Leah says, pepper, fine, salt, no. For me, I think salt and pepper are the same category. I mean, that's just inaccurate. But what about hot sauce? I would put that in the pepper category. So pepper, hot sauce, fine. Yeah. Go for it. Don't taste it first. Obviously it needs Cholula. Do it. Okay. Because some people, that's just how they like their food. Yeah, but my boyfriend would put hot sauce on anything and I doesn't need to taste it first. I know what I just had doesn't have hot sauce on it. Have at it. Well, I guess when is it a condiment and when is it a seasoning? Mm. A seasoning is a judgment of your chef which may be your host. Okay. Whereas a hot sauce is more like a, an accoutrement. Right. It's a little uh, flair. Yeah. It's a little heightening of what's already there. <laughs> right. Whereas salt is like, oh no, this will make it palatable. Yeah, you're like, this sucked. That's what salt says. Yeah. Okay. I just got to cover this up. That's what salt is saying. Mm. I'm covering this up to make it through it. Okay. All right. And I'm willing to risk an illness later on in life. That's what salt is saying. <laughs> right. That's true. Your food is so bland that I'm willing to risk a heart problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I'm coming around on that. All right. So I think we've really helped whoever this person has <laughs> come to a, a good conclusion. And our last question uh, is a voicemail. And let's listen to that now. Hi, Nick and Leah. Uh, I have a question about restaurant etiquette. What are the rules surrounding ordering something or asking for help or something when someone who is not your waiter comes by the table? Can you ask a passing busboy for a side of ketchup? Can you um, ask the maitre d' when they walk by if you could get a check? I'm very curious what the right thing to do is because I always feel terrible asking anyone other than your waiter for something. Looking forward to hearing your answer. Thanks. Well, my initial thought is, yeah, it's fine. This is an employee. Do not flag down another diner. Don't accidentally like Imagine. wave down. Well, this happens like you're at Best Buy and someone's just wearing khakis and a polo shirt and you're like, oh, they work here. Right. It's like, oh, no. Which sidebar, never wear a blue polo and khakis and go to Best Buy. Yeah. But in a restaurant, I think everybody works there and is there for you in some capacity. And if your waiter is not available for the thing you want in that moment, then I think it's okay. Also, as a side note, just as a female comic, a comic who is also a female, mm -hmm. many times I'll be about to go on stage and people always assume I'm the waitress. And I've discussed this with a lot of my other female comic friends and it happens to all of them. Never happens to my male comic friends. So you're just walking, oh, please welcome to the stage. And then Leah people be like, hey, can you get me a vodka tonic? And you're like, <laughs> um, I'm just going to go on stage right now. That's wild. It's okay. just interesting how it happens more to women. By interesting, I mean uh, Not interesting. <laughs> right. But also, they've just introduced you. So they are aware. You're just like standing there and people are like, hey, can you serve me? You are a woman. Wow. Okay. So you think what? I think, well, I clearly have multiple anxieties around every situation. One of them is I wouldn't want my waiter or waitress to feel like I don't think they're adequate and can do their job. You know what I mean? That I had to bring in backup. I don't want them to feel that way. Sometimes they're clearly so busy 
that you're like, I'm just going to grab somebody else because I don't want to be. And then also I think sometimes you're not in people's sections. So then it throws off everybody's rhythm. And then I think sometimes there are different groups within the restaurant and some people don't know that's not a part of their job. Right. But then I guess the idea when you flag down the busboy or the runner, they will then relay the message and get your waiter. Right. So I think it's if the goal is to get your waiter, don't flag down somebody who's clearly in the middle of doing what their other job is. Mm. Read the room. Read the room. Just well, that's don't always flag the question. Willy, willy nilly. Be strategic. Yeah. But if it's like a water, you just want your water, I think you can flag. But don't flag somebody in a whole other section. So someone has to be coming by. Yeah. And not having six trays in their hands. So it's sort of like you need to be in an enemy waiting for plankton to come by. <laughs> yes. Some proximity. Yeah. So if you're yelling or doing dramatic waving or to get someone. Or if there's any snapping involved, you are wrong. Snapping is never okay. I still see it. No. Yes. Where are you dining? Actually, where are you dining where you see snapping? <laughs> I, tra- I mean, I travel a lot. so Because it feels like snapping happens in fancier restaurants or it also happens in fancy i'd say it happens at either end of the spectrum or it feels like it happens in restaurants that think they're fancy or people that think they're having a fancy night out yeah and they're like this is how i show that i'm fancy i feel like it's the same person in all of the scenarios just in different outfits it's always a man right it's never a woman right yeah no it's always women don't snap no and a man is snapping it's always a two snap right snap snap yep always a two snap yeah you know what we could do is that you do a two snap and then you start adding it on. Are we dancing? Because I don't know what else you're doing with that snap. I want a little fussy. Yeah. Get a little shoulder into it. That would make it fun. If somebody snapped and then you as another customer just jumped in to like show them how rude they were, be like, oh, you're snapping? I assumed we were starting a Zumba class. Or is it more like a West Side Story snap? I also like a West Side Story snap. I, I'm into that. How yeah. fun would that be if someone randomly snapped in a restaurant and then you just busted out with the first line? Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, I don't think we have the rights to that. Well, thank you, Leah. <laughs> thank you. This was a treat. This was so fun. Thank you to all the people that wrote and this called was great. in. So if you have questions for us, please send them in. You can leave us a voicemail at 267-CALL-RBW. You can also send us a text there too or you can send us an email through our website where you raised by wolves.com so thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next time this episode is brought to you by acorn tv acorn tv and acorn tv offers world-class mysteries dramas comedies and documentaries from britain and beyond so i'm just starting this week a show with jane seymour called harry wild Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or or like in in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out, and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wild. 
Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or right. or like in, in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.